And you're on the dock with Pastor Troy here on the dock.org. Every Tuesday and Thursday, releasing a new one. We're ready to go about conversations. Conversations around the cottonwood table and over there with Donna. Donna is proud of herself. She had five mistakes on the previous episode. This is, yes. And, and what she's excited about is the transition was perfect. She, she had me on so I could come right on. She killed the sound so we don't have the buzz. And we do put a new one on so you don't hear the buzz. But, and, and then, and then she has everything ready to go. And, and, and man, she did a good job. And it, we found the lost fuzzy. We found the lost foamy. foamy. Foamy, but you could still be partners. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're about conversation to propel your faith out of the shallow into the deep. And we think there's we think there was some presence here that hid that foamy. And then when we came back in, the foamy was sitting in a place that we had all looked right in the middle of the floor. So we think uh, there's just something here. So in the name of Jesus, we bind any evil spirit in this place, Lord. And we just ask that no weapon formed against us should prosper. Now, Lord, we're on YouTube. Spotify and iTunes help people to find us there. Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we would love to hear from you. If you ever felt like there's just a presence that's messing with things, tell us on Facebook, 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 Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. I do that. We have a story. We'll have to get Colin here to tell a story about feeling that presence in him. We, we, we in our church here, we're, 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 our studio's in a church I called just, Community Faith. I, do you, Go ahead. We, we were just told this week that they are finding every Wednesday and Sunday, they're going up there and finding knobs in different places and things change. And nobody accesses that. Me and Lucas don't do it. Nobody else that we know does it. Something's happened. We believe, we notice it happens when we're just going to be something really important broadcasted. We've been, we're doing a study on Hamas and Israel, and it's so critical. We've got good crowds here, people getting online to listen, and then it's messing up this or that. And we just find that the, the, there's real spiritual presence to thwart uh, good things happening. I guess in my mind, this building is is like consecrated to God. And it is. Are things like that able to? Well, but but you know there happen? are other people. You know there are people that come in this building that that we don't know don't know who they are. Well, I know, but do are things a lot? Okay. Somebody can bring a presence with them. I would even them. go so far as to say that people could bring a presence with them. But we, but we on Sunday morning, but on the Sunday presence be allowed to. Yeah, well, you think about this. On Sunday morning, we take authority, we bind it, and we pray over it. We have prayer warriors here. So does that have a. But on, on, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we don't know. Expiration date? Well, you know, and, and to be fair with you. No, really, I'm serious. But, I, but if you think about what we declare, I declare sanctuary at that time, take authority over it, the, the intercessors. So I think what I'm going to do is we're going to tell our teams that we need to start expanding our presence and our prayers, that that be an ongoing uh, reality, not just for the service time, but we're going to, we need to start making declaration that this place is safe all the time. So our intercessors need to start praying that the prayer would be extended beyond our presence. Now that, and that means that even if players come here, uh, maybe somebody's in the building, they got kids in the building, somebody in the building or somebody's in the building doing work, you know, they could be Does, running or doing things. Do, do the one people that come here and practice maybe use that back there? Nope, no, oh, okay. no, no. They use their own system. So, so we can't explain it. So what we're going to do is Donna will have to expand our, our, our protection prayers on Sunday to extend them through the whole week. Ask God to get a hedge of protection around the church for, for each and every day. I guess we don't know everyone that's back there and what they bring with them. Also. But we could also ask God to convict people that would try to do that or thwart our service or to or show us that. So yes. I'm just saying there is a real presence out there. I, I and, just always wondered about that. I do is, too. Is, I do too. Is, you know. 
But I've seen, I we've experienced real presence. No, in, in I'm a, not doubting. Matter of fact, we're going to talk that. about that in this series. We've seen real presence in Africa when we're doing baptisms. We've seen real presence when I'm going to do a series show. We'll have uh, Facebook or YouTube or something will go down. You know, that, or they'll bomb us or something. Last night we were doing a very serious show uh, for Wednesday night here, and YouTube dropped us. You know, it, yeah, it was something that could have been fixed or this or that. But it's just kind of amazing that it's always on those times. You know. And it happens. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Rumble, uh, Sermonette. Go check out our shows. Uh, and then t- tell us about your story. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. And if you would, t- just pray for us. Pray, pray a blessing on us, and we pray a blessing on you. Hit subscribe, like, notify, comments. Tell us about your stories as such. We'd love to hear about it. Go to my Patreon. Download it on your Play Store for your Apple or your Android device. Download my Patreon and go look up on the dock, search on the dock with Pastor Troy. You will see our beautiful logo that you see there, and you can become a partner. There's four tiers of partnership. Find out how to do that at different levels of support. We also give back some gifts with you on that, and we make some connection, and we'll list you as part of our team here on the dock. And there's also three tiers of sponsorship. So we'd love to have you as a sponsor on our show. You can find out about that. Or you can always go to onthedock.org, find all of our links to all our platforms where we view also to my Patreon, you can email us at info at on the doc.org. Tell us your story, ask us for direction, or just give us a call that contact us and we'll figure out how to give a call to you and talk to you. And I've got my lovely wife with me, my partner in crime, mother Beth with us. Look, look pretty in that picture there, honey. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty that's, too. that's our Easter picture. We always take an Easter picture out there every year. We look good. That's, I mean, that's, that's uh, probably a few years ago. That's yeah. 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 yeah Lucas yeah. is here. He's, he's training. We don't have a mark yet up for Miss Donna yet. Donna's clean right now. She'd already had three at this point in time in the previous show, so she's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, doing good. We'll see if you can come up with the lower third. Are you teaching her on lower third yet? A little bit about lower thirds. Okay, so techno is lower thirds are where we put up. I, I got to, yeah, lower thirds are where we put a lower screen on the third. My wife said, what are lower thirds? You know, I'm thinking that's the lower third of the screen. So uh, to do a lower third, she has to come off to a live shot. Watch this, Beth. I know I saw it the last time. I'm your host, Pastor Joy Benetton, here speaking here. And Mother Beth. Mother Beth is here as well. Mother Beth. Oh, nope. nope. There's a strike. She faded out. And you don't, oh, you don't have Mother Beth. We got to do that. That's right. We used to have it. Somehow we lost a bunch. Okay. Oh, also, we are available on Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, social medias. You can take a look at those partners there. Look at that. Boom. Boom. And, you know, we can always just tell you, this show is called On the Dock, and we can literally put the On the Dock logo up like CBS does, ABC, NBC. We'll see if she can do it. <coughs> do we have just a plain left logo? I think I want a camera. You're supposed to have that one too. So. I think I want a camera here, and I think I want one okay. over here. I don't know what else she got over there. Because every time somebody says, Mother Beth, I want to look her. I'm like, where, where is she? And, then I'm like, oh. and we're on YouTube. Did you know our featured stuff is YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes? We want you to watch. You can watch those other things, but we want you on this. This helps us. We want to get critical numbers up. So please hit subscribe, like, notify. And, and so you'll they, they take count. And then when you hit like and you hit notify and then you make comments, it helps us with our algorithm. More people will find our show. Help us do that. And now that she knows how to use the lower thirds, look at that. Look at that. You can help us get stronger. You can do the work. Let, I'll show her a picture now. Donna Kranitsky is here in the house and she's doing a good job today. And uh, so it's good. She's learning. She's learning. Building a stronger church series, the resistance training camp. We are in rule.
number six. This is our last rule. And then we're going to have our graduation day in our next episode. So you don't want to miss graduation day. We're going to pull everything together so that you can understand it and get ready to be the church. You're out there on the dock. I don't know if you're cruising, sitting by the lake, listening to us on the podcast before you go to bed. I listen to podcasts a lot of times. Beth knows. Last night I had to turn one off in the middle of the night because it was going and going and going. And then I had oh, to. Oh, re- it was just glaring. It was right? glaring, Your yeah. face, just as bright I light. turned it on over there and I went. And it, it's just shining. Because I had Shine it on. It's a TV face. one as I could watch. And I just went to sleep on it. So I had to start over this morning and watch it again. But uh, you, you don't go to sleep watching us, but 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 watch us however you want or listen to us. And when you're out doing stuff, we'd love to have you do that. And once again, you can do that on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes anytime you want. Are you okay? There, no, that's social media. She did social media. That's okay. Let me give her. Hang on, I'm giving her one. I'm giving her, <laughs> I'm giving her a point. It was a Donna test. No, it was a test. Did you get the right one up there? That's a one. Oh, is there a hamster in here? That, that's tweeting birds, I think. What is that? It's something. It's a hamster on a wheel. Does it ever the stop? Green, green one. The green one. Uh, yeah, that would be it. Ready for rule six? You guys ready for rule six? Let's do rule six together. Rule six here, and uh, we're gonna lock and load. Our scripture reading for rule six is coming from the book of Matthew, chapter four, verses one through eleven. The three temptations of Jesus. You know, Jesus was tempted. Yes. Three times. He he got baptized, became a a, a confessed believer. I mean, I, we think Jesus was already a believer, but he became a confessed well, I think, believer. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. But but when he did that, think right? about this. Yeah, he became, yeah. But then he had to go out and he had to go and be in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And we're going to find out what happened to him in that time. So, Jesus was led, verse, verse, chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. And now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, Well, look, he did water into wine. Why couldn't he do this? He could do this. He could. He could. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's from Deuteronomy 8, 3. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, the very top part, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Psalm 91, 11 and 12. Isn't it interesting? Quoting. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 6.16. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. I feel like the Grinch. Yeah, you're strange. I know. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. That's in Deuteronomy 6, 13, 10, 20, and Joshua 24, 14. That's pretty clear that get him out of here and just worship God. <laughs> it's three references. Then the devil left him and behold, the angels came and ministered to Jesus. I love okay. that. Sideline. Since you were speaking of the Grinch, we saw the perfect Christmas gift yesterday at 
Hobby Lobby. We need to go buy that. I think. And I think I'm gonna order it and have it sent to Caleb because it suits Caleb. And it was a door hang, a, a welcome hanging, a welcome plaque thing. Long, like, tall, the, the Grinch. It was the Grinch, and what did it say? It says welcome, maybe. No. Welcome was it? Maybe. Welcome ish. Welcome ish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome ish. I like that. That's We're going to get that for Caleb. That's our son, Caleb. <laughs> Welcome-ish. Okay, We're We're in the resistance. We're talking about res- getting yourself humbled and ready before God to resist the devil so he'll flee. We're talking about getting closer to God so he'll come closer to you so you'll be ready for that time when we're out of training camp and we're ready to compete, not just to compete, to win the prize and, and really build the kingdom of God. We're trying to get the church back, move in the right direction. And it starts one of us at a time. Each of us have to work together. And we're doing that spiritual training, building up our, our muscles, our, our chin-ups, our pull-ups, our jumping jacks, our squats. I'm talking about physically the idea, but spiritually the reality. We do it spiritually by doing our tithes and our service inside the body, fasting, devotion life, prayer life, uh, missions and our outreach and all those things. So we, we're trying to help you with that. We are a society that is flipped. We've been talking about we're, that's gone from godly to worldly. We've gone from the majority to the minority. And we're trying to give you tools in the resistance training to get you ready to help us get back on top. We want to see God exalted and lifted up. And the key is, uh, I think for us, is that the heart behind all this is us getting into a relationship with God where, um, where he has preeminence in our life. So we're going to get on to rule six. Uh, go back and listen in our last five broadcasts uh, for season three. We're rocking and rolling in season three. And, and our whole goal, once again, let me put this back up, is to build a stronger church series. We're going to be doing that both in this training camp. We're going to be moving to another phase of this, the resistance a little bit later. We're going to teach more on what it means now to for the rise of the actual church. So we're talking about moving from training camp to the season getting in the church and being the church. So we're going to get into that. And, and I think to get into the church, we're going to talk about what it means to be the church. And we're going to go look at the original church and we'll do some of that and taking a look at the mother church, Jerusalem. And then we'll eventually here going to go deeper in the resistance and we're in the rise of the church. And we're going to really look at some things that you need to pick up for yourself so that you can deal with the hard knocks of life. Because as Christians, we're not insulated from rough things. We're not insulated from, uh, uh, difficult things. We are thrown right in the middle and expected to make lemonade out of lemons. And we're going to tell you how to deal with hard knocks as a Christian and to have the the fortitude to take your training camp stamina, but be prepared for the different things that can happen in a game. The coaches do in training camp, they simulate things for the season, but when they get into the game, then they have to get really creative and the creativity comes from what you know can work in a situation. We're going to tell you about things that will happen so you'll see them coming and be ready to navigate those rapids and rough things and, and that and that will be that'll be coming up and we're going to have some exciting shows for you that are also a part of this building a stronger church series where we're going to get my goal is to get some pastors in here that are a part of other resistance communities other churches where they have refused to compromise they're holding the line and i need you to hear what it is requiring of those pastors and churches and people. I want you to hear from different voices, like we did last year in the worship leaders, to hear what different people's heart of worship is. I think it's good for you to hear the cost that it's taking, the, ex- the experiential need that people are facing, and the core values that are behind 
pastors and churches that refuse to bend their knee to the world, but only bow to Christ. So that's going to be some of our goals this year in building a stronger church series. We'll be doing some other fun things in there. We'll tell you more about it, but let's get into rule number six. Now, sometimes we front roll the, load the rules. We did that in four and a couple of the others. In five, we waited to the end to tell you, but I think what we're going to do in this last rule six, before we get to graduation day, which is coming up in our next episode, we are going to just jump right on you with the rule because you need to absorb this in. You need to get this past your little thick skull, you know, or maybe your calloused hide, or maybe you, maybe you're, you're, maybe you're going to go to sleep on me because you work too hard today and we just need to slip it in right now before my wife says my podcast just blares, you know? So, so we're going to get it into you right now. You're going to hear exactly what rule six is right now. We're not going to wait any longer. I'm just trying to find it. I can't find it. Here we go. Okay. Are you ready for rule six? Let's go. All right. That's rule five. Rule, uh, I'm not going to tell you rule five. Such a build up. Guy had you build up and I was all ready. Remember, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm just. <laughs> wow. It's amazing how quick they get so good at that stuff. They just, <laughs> just destroy you, you know. Golly. I'm looking for rule six. It's okay. Yeah, rule six is here someplace. It's here. Yeah, I don't understand where they go. Oh, I don't understand where they go. I'll do it the way I want to. Here we go. I'll do it my way. There Josh used to say, okay, rule six. Here you go. Ready? I want you to learn that rule six training camp, last thing you got to do is stand on the resistance kiss principle. And the resistance kiss principle is the concept of it is written. It is our greatest weapon for victory. Now, I've backloaded this a lot of times, but I want you to stand up front. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you. We've already written it to you in, in the text. I want to show you that the KISS principle for training camp is to stand on what you've been learning in training camp. Why is it called a KISS principle? The KISS principle, um, it's not the band. It's a principle called keep it simple. Silly. Well, saint. Oh, saint. Okay. <laughs> in the secular world, it's keep it simple, saint. stupid. Yes, I know. Okay. But in here, we'll say keep it simple, saint. Okay. okay? I want to know what you're so coming key, up with. So the keep it simple, saint principle, the principle is simply it is written, is our greatest weapon for victory. Now, let That's me, pretty good. You can't get much more simple than no. that. No. So- Number one, let's start with this. Let me see if I can find where to start it because I'm just utterly confused here. Um, James 4, 7 says, humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So keep it simple, says, humble yourself. Quit being proud and just resist him, and he'll flee. It, you don't have to get complex with this. You don't need hocus pocus. You don't need spell books or anything like that. You just need to humble yourself before God, serve God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Come close to God, spend time with God. He'll come close to you. Keep your hands clean, keep your heart's fear, and the world won't divide you. You'll be connected. So do that first. And like I said in the last episode, resist compromise. Resist going into the muck. Don't, don't get involved in the gossip. Don't get involved in talking about your brother or sister uh, behind their back. If you want to talk about your brother and sister and edify them, and they got a problem, go tell them to their face they got a problem. You know? Be prepared for them to tell you you got a bigger problem, though. Because <laughs> may, you may have a stick in your eye, and they have a... Toothpick and nerves. But but if you really want to help them, go talk to them. 
buy them a cup of coffee and say, hey, I see this. I want to help you with this, you know, or, or maybe I'm wrong about this. Be, be, be humble and, and resist the devil and he'll flee. So resist compromise, resist the muck, resist the fog of being woke to the perversions of God's way. And like we said before, by an enemy jealous of God's creative power, resist those devil fruit pies. No, no devil fruit pies. We have a couple of people in our church that I shall not name, but they are so good at that. And it just makes me laugh when I think about it. Come close to God, he'll come close to you. So rule six, keep it simple, saint. And, and, and here's the question I want us to look at as we back up on this principle a bit. Uh, the heart behind this is the question of why are we to resist the devil? Why are we to resist the devil? We're to resist the devil so he'll flee from us. If we don't resist the devil, he'll just stay and eat out of our lunch pail. He'll come every day. He'll, he'll, he'll give us the same problem. We'll wake up with the same issues. We'll go to bed with the same day. If we don't resist the devil and declare authority, matter of fact, what we did was, you know, we were praying earlier that if there was demonic presence in this room that, that was hiding stuff, we were breaking it, you know? And we, we were having a realization that, you know, we pray for, uh, when we're here on Sunday and Wednesday, we pray for authority over the room and that be safe. I never thought about the fact that I don't really pray for the rest of the, you know, there's Wednesday and Sunday and we're there for those couple hours, but there's a lot of other hours in the week that things could be happening in this church, godly or ungodly. That's you know, true. You know, so I need to start maybe expanding my prayers that, that, that this would be hallowed ground all the time. Yes. That this and would be you a could safe also, um, ask the prayer team to make that part of their to, to make bigger declaration uh -huh. to make this a safe space regularly so that right. even in the middle of the night that somebody would not come here and do meth or if they would they would run into the holy ghost and he would you would you know so we need to have bigger declaration i think yeah. i'm going to talk to everybody about that bigger declaration i was having a conversation the other day with somebody about um watching like not watching certain things right because no. they just open the door and then like, you could, well, I, I used to be, be a big horror book fan. I before my time, of, before my time. Yeah, way back in high school and stuff, and I finally decided, after I recommitted my life to Christ. Yeah, but that was uh, old-fashioned Donna Summers. She was a bad girl, bad girl, nothing but a anyway, bad girl. After beep, beep, I recommitted beep. my life. To Jesus. To Jesus. Then I just decided, well, I knew he didn't want me watching that stuff yeah. in the first place. But I also just thought, it's really stupid to do this to yourself. Why do we want to watch stuff that makes us terrified to be home alone or or in a dark room? Or <laughs> what is it about us that we want to be terrified, you know? But anyway, the conversation I was having, though, was this person was watching some things you know, we were talking about how when you watch things, it, it opens, opens you the up door, to that stuff. And then you start noticing like this or that happening or something, yeah. you know, and then God convicts you of Keep hey, your hands clean yeah. and your hearts pure as you can. Stay out of the compromise and the yeah. muck and the fog. So sometimes you don't even realize that you've left the door cracked open. Right. So like we have a door at home. So, so Donna, help Donna's part of our team here. You guys help me remember on, on Sunday and pre-worship that we're going to make bigger declarations. And, yeah. and, and because Kyle's brought us to our attention that dials are being moved between Wednesday and Sunday every week on a regular basis. They're seeing changes. Yeah, now, so it's a tangible thing. Now, it's it, not a. It could be children getting access. I understand that. Yes. But the Holy Spirit could help us 
guide the children other places or sure. watch over things for right. us. Right, it may not be anything sinister, evil or sinister. It, it's it just, just maybe those those rascally kids. Right, because like we have this door in our living room that it closes, it latches, <laughs> but if you don't lock the, it open it opens up. The, the cat can pop it open, you know. Right. So and you don't realize that you need to shut it. And lock it and make sure. And what that, we're going to have to do a little bit better locking the spiritual doors around here yes. so that if people come here that we don't know, you know, we don't know. There are trucks that park here in the middle of the night and, and we don't know what they're watching. We don't know what Stephen King they brought. We don't know if they've got children locked in the back of their truck. You know, we, we don't know. We need to start praying spiritually that, that that they would not be able to even dwell here. And if that were the case, the, that they would be unveiled, you know, so to speak. So, right. so we... I guess all this I want to say is we, why are we resisting the devil? So he'll flee from us. And I think that's a key thing that I want us to remember here. And, and as we get closer to graduation, I, I want us to remember that, that the most important thing here is the enemy really, 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 really wants to destroy your life. Yes. His, his, his only trick, he's already destroyed. He's it's already his goal. It it's is his, his only trick. It's his only, the devil's only trick is to destroy your life because he has already lost his relationship with God. He's already been cast down with the third heavenly host. And he wants he, to rob the rest and, of us. And all that. he can do to hurt God is to take God's precious children from him and get you to use your free will to advert God's will for your life. And when yeah. you do that, he wins. So we have to resist the devil and he will flee. We have to take authority over that. So knowing how to resist the devil is an extremely important strategy for every person that's listening to this uh, on the doc episode. You gotta learn how to resist. And right. how do we resist the devil? Uh, you know, why do we resist the devil? We do it so he will flee from us. And 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 that's why we're in this rule six. Um, our, so, so let's get in with this. Um, let's help with the arsenal here. There is a, this KISS principle is simple secret that defeats the devil every time, every time. And it's not complex. It's not uh, just, it, it's not like you got to do the hokey pokey and put your left foot in, your right foot out and turn all that. You don't need like a bunch of stuff written down. You just got to remember it is written. And you have to have, listen, this is why we're talking about uh, spring training. This is where Lucas in a previous episode, uh, one or two before, we're talking about doing curls, getting you, the curls that you do today get you ready for what you have to lift to tomorrow and build your stamina. In this case, your daily Bible reading that you're doing every day will begin to expose you to scriptures and texts that when you get in the heat of a battle, you'll draw back on and go, well, I read it was written. Uh-huh that, you know, I'm not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I, I read it's written devil that two or more of us gathered can ask Jesus to be here. So we don't want you here. We want Jesus here. I, I've read it written that, that there isn't other ways to Christ, that Jesus is the only way. So we can begin to take our daily reading and our daily prayer and our daily reflection time, and it can become to be part of our arsenal. We don't have to go buy a weaponry arsenal. We just have to get up every day and add to the arsenal. That's why they talk about the Bible being a sword. sword. Yeah. It's, it's your weapon. It's not a complex weapon. It's not like a, a but if you, AR-15 if you with it, a bazooka under it. It's, 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 it's a basic knife. Right. 
Yeah. You just read it. It's all you really need because the devil doesn't require AR-15s and hand grenades and nuclear bombs. The word of God is devastating to the devil. Devastating. Right. It requires just one simple step so you can resist the devil. And and I think we, we've got to get that in our mindset. So make no mistake. Make no mistake, the devil does want to destroy your life. And every single day, the devil tries to steal and to kill and to destroy. And John 10, 10 says that I have come. Jesus said he came into your life. He'll come into your life if you don't know him so that you can have it more abundantly. You don't have to have him eating your lunch pail every day, taking your stuff every day, messing around with you. You can take authority. And the enemy will try to tempt you. He'll try to deceive you, pull you into the muck, the mire, the compromise. He'll try to lie to you and intimidate you. The enemy will bombard your mind with fear, with worry and doubt. He does that to me occasionally. I'll get worried about process and what's going on. And, and, and I mean, there's some things that you are worried about, but if it gets to be obsessive worry and you don't get it sorted through, it can become chronic worry and chronic worry can destroy your health and it takes your life. God understands we are going to worry at times about things. We're going to have moments of fear, but in, in, in our prayer time with him and in our devotion time, we begin to work through that so that we have an answer for the hope that should be in us. So that's why a lot of times I'll say, I just need to work through this. So that means I need a couple quiet times. I needed some time in my office. I need to, I need to look at, I need to work the problem with, with my father. You know, you know, I need to sit down and ask a few questions and, and, and then let the Holy Spirit be his answer to me. And that might come up in my, could come up in a preacher that I listen to. I listen almost every week to Jesus Edmonds Church, Shane Bishop's Church. Um, I listen a little bit to Bevere, different preachers and stuff, T.D. Jakes. It's amazing how they can speak to me in that week about that thing that's besetting me. I, I, I had a real issue Friday. I shared about it on Sunday. I felt ready to go in my office on Monday to deal with it. And when I sat down, my prayer, one of my personal prayer warriors called me and said, the Lord just told me you need, you need to forgive somebody. Okay. I'll work on that. And I said, well, I don't think I have any unforgiveness. Well, what about so-and-so? Well, I can't stand him. <laughs> so, so that's true. I said, well, she says, you need to work on that one. I said, that's going to be a tough one. He's still violating things that I care about. So she said, doesn't matter. That's your problem. Just forgive him. Move on. Move on.org. You know, and uh, I thought, great. Okay, I'll work on that. Thank you. Hung up. A few minutes later, I talked to, uh, later in the day, I talked to uh, uh, one of my good friends, uh, guy I've traveled around the world with. He's, I consider him a mentor and a friend. And he said, you know, I've been working. The Lord really showed me over the last couple of weeks in my devotional life that I need to really work through forgiveness in every area of my life to unleash more power in my life. He was just sharing this as a testimony to what he's doing in his private life. And, uh, and, and I'm just telling you what he, this, this doc is a prayer warrior. He's somebody that loves the Lord, loves us. And he was just give me testimony. He didn't pick on me. He didn't, I, I don't, maybe he'd been told, maybe Karen and him talked. I don't know, but no, I doubt that. No, I doubt it either. <laughs> Cause I don't think they even sure his number, but no. it was like, okay, Lord. Okay, good. Great. Great. And then later in the day, I'm looking at my mentor, my father in the Lord. He has a whole uh, Facebook post on dealing with unforgiveness and forgiveness and unlocking your future. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what is up with that? I'm cleaning up my calendar and I run across the person I need to forgive. And I'm trying to clean things off of my November calendar. Did you ever look and see when that birthday was? 
coming up. And and I ran across, I thought, I got, I'm going to delete. I don't need his birthday anymore. I don't care when his birthday is. And I thought, uh, I had the I had the little three dots punched, the delete right there. And I thought, if I delete it, it's forgotten. If I see it, at least once a year, I'll pray for him. And I get alert like a week ahead of time of people's birthday. That gives me two. And I just saw it. It's not even his birthday. I was sweeping the head with my swiper. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray for him right now. It was painful. I prayed the Lord would just do something and, and change him and, and just rattle his cage in such a rough way that he would he would cry out to Jesus. Yes. And uh, and uh, then my wife prayed for him yesterday because I told the story. No, you didn't hadn't told the story. You prayed for him before I told the story? This was before us during worship. The Lord wow. told me, had me leave my table and go aside just to pray for him. And I prayed for him during the entire worship session. That God would convict him that he would not die until he repented uh, and was and was cleared with the Lord. Well, you know, as you are praying for that man to be changed, you being submissive and praying is changing you. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's a. I mean, you know, sometimes that feels good, but sometimes you go, man, that's. A and lot. we had not discussed it we at have, all. We have not discussed it at all. And I didn't. I, I hadn't even told you yet that I'd gotten told three times that not I needed, at all. I, I'd been lying about it, hiding it. I didn't lie about it, but I didn't tell you about that. Man, man. And I pray for yeah. him a lot. This but is it not, was specifically the birthday. The birthday's on night. Sunday, the nineteenth of November. I thought it was the nineteenth. Yeah, it was the nineteenth. And so I, I just want to say, you know, keep it simple. The thief comes to steal, kill, and serve. Don't let things destroy your thoughts, fear, worry, doubt, unforgiveness is an example of that. You know, and so. I got to look at the fact that in that week, three people convicted me and they just said stuff to me. I convicted myself because I knew it was true. Then I found it myself in doing something I was doing four times. You know, in the Bible, three times you see something, it's holy. I mean, you see it four times, you're like, okay, God, uh huh, I better get on this. You know, he loves me enough to come a fourth time. It's like beyond holy. It's something that needs to be done. So, so it, you know, and now I've talked about it yesterday and we've talked about it today and, and uh, we pray for him today that God will do something and just shake his foundation and, and, and bring him into repentance. And, and I put him in God's hands today. So um, I don't want bad for him, but I want whatever God needs to do to get his attention. Yeah. So I'm going to let God handle that and dish that out. And, um, and so, so we do all this, the enemy bombards our minds with these kind of things. So, so you, you, you dwell on stuff that's not healthy. Why all in an effort to get you to question your faith in God and his love for you? Why did he let this happen to me? Why? I haven't really gotten to that point on the situation, but, but it does distract you from bigger problems I got to face. And it, and it kind of, I feel like I'm being ganged up on, but I wasn't being ganged up on. I wasn't letting something go that I need to let go because God needs me to hold these other things closer. I need to be able to manage these things because he's given me this vineyard to manage at the church or at this foundation. And I'm busy carrying unforgiveness over here with that. And I, I, I feel overwhelmed, but I'm overwhelmed because I'm carrying stuff I should have given back to God. And God says, I put you in charge of this field, tend these sheep, but you're over here tending something that I'm already handling. Give it back to me. Well, that's some of that muck and mire yes. that you talked about last episode. I, I, I totally that's agree. That's the stuff that gets yeah. you stuck and sucked back into and a place I, where you're not, 
you're not listening yeah. to the Lord That's anymore. That's good. And I think we can all do that. Yeah. It's not unforgivable or unpardonable. You just need to recognize it. And when God sends three people by and your calendar by, you need to pay attention and have some sensitivity to that. So I'm working on that. I can see forgiveness pathway right now. I can see a positive pathway to it. Um, it's not doesn't solve the fact that damage is still occurring. And but I'm not in charge of justice for damage. I'm in charge of praying that God's will will be done. And my God would not let injustice continue. So and he loves those that are involved. So I'm going to trust him to do that. And lean not on my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge him. And he'll guide my past Proverbs what three, five and six. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. Remember our Jesus lived in our shoes. He understands. We have to remember that Jesus lived in our shoes. And as so Jesus was also tempted by the devil. We just read about it. He was tempted by the devil. We read that in our text here. Friends, everyone faces temptation. No one is exempt. And not just one temptation. You're going to face, he faced three. We're going to face three. Maybe that was three, like maybe in a day. We don't know. But verse four, one, Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. How Jesus responds to that temptation gives us the secret, the kiss secret principle to knowing how to resist the devil. Keep it simple, Saint. Look at what happens in verse uh, three. Jesus is led up, and after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he'd been pretty weak. He was very hungry. He was at a weak moment. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, tempter doesn't come to you in strong moments. He comes to you in weak moments. If you are the son of God, turn this rocks into some bread. Just be like, you know, just like the wine you had. Let's do it, buddy. Right. Well, I think that's an important point that you need to make, too, is that, that that Satan knows the scriptures too. Very well. And that he likes to use them against you. Yeah. And he, so that's another reason. Take that fruit, Eve. It won't kill you. Right. But he can tell you, well, God said this. Isn't it good and pleasing to God? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you need to know how to, what it really meant when God said that. So you can refute Satan trying to Absolutely. trick you like that. The resistance secret to resisting the devil is simple. When Jesus is tempted. He spoke three words. And again, those words are, it is written. Then he declared it. Mm -hmm. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He wasn't dependent on the devil to feed him. He would be fed by God. And when God says, eat, I'll eat. You know, when I need to eat, God will provide it. And I, I want to say this to you. I'm not going to go through all three of those. It's done three times. I'm just going to make it clear that three times he was tempted. All three times he hit the ball of the ballpark and said, it's written. What is written? It's what he declared. And each time Jesus declared the scriptures that he knew as a child. These are scriptures. He quoted back scriptures. I mean, if you go back and look at, at the opening text, he, he quoted Deuteronomy 8.3. Deuteronomy 6.16 and Deuteronomy 6.13, also it's in 10.20, and Joshua 24.14. Those are the first five and six with Joshua, the six books. But all that's in the first Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Pentateuch, the first five. Every Jewish boy and girl will memorize that before their bar mitzvah. Every Jewish boy and girl memorized the first five books, all of them before the bar mitzvah. That was custom and practice. That's how the Bible was passed. Now, Jesus wrote it, so he didn't have as much trouble with the memory. 
but he would have had to say those. His mom and dad would have made him read those every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. They didn't have, uh, uh, what do you call that? Where you play with the crusher, crush the stars or uh, candy crush. Candy crush. They didn't have candy crush. They didn't have, <laughs> you know, draw the word things. They didn't have, uh, Beth likes to watch them squeeze zits on the YouTube channel. She watches all that junk, you know. They didn't have the fun. You watch that too. I do kind of like some of it. Stop some of those, like I like it. those really, really big ones. <laughs> you know, they didn't have that to entertain their kids. Was, I know. She, she's got some fantastic ones. You know, she likes those big cysts, you know. They didn't have that. What they said was, okay, it's time. Tonight we're we're memorizing Genesis 3. Let's study it. Now, can, who's going to do the first paragraph? And Jesus would have had to go, it's my turn, Mom. Mary, Mother Mary, I'm ready. And he would have just started. So the scriptures he used had been built. Let me put it this way. Go back to my previous message where to be ready for the now, you got to be ready now for the ready now. Jesus was ready for that moment based on what he lifted and studied and learned way back then. Right. It was built in his operating system. He had, he had prepared for it. He had done the lifting and the workout. And so when he got out there and he was hungry and probably starving and miserable and the devil tried to trick him, his reflex was still able to say, devil, it's written. I don't live by anything you do. You know, I live by the word of God. You know, so so three for three, he was able to do that because he had studied and he knew the word. And, and, and let me, I'm going to show you this. Corinthians tells us, 1 Corinthians 2, 6, we have the mind of Christ. We get the mind of Christ by studying the word of Christ and studying the word. The mind of Christ doesn't just come mythically and magically. It comes by intentionality, practice, and effort. And relationship. And relationship. And, and being mentored. Know, and knowing people that have the mind of Christ. You and, need to be familiar with the character of God also. Absolutely. The, with absolutely. what he would and would not if, say. If the, devil, if the devil tries to convince you, any of us listening that you are confused you need to go devil it's written i have the mind of christ i'm not confused christ will guide me here i don't need you to tell me what to do i'm not picking that fruit the lord told me not to pick that fruit if i want right. if he wants me to have a fruit pie he'll bring me a fruit pie matter of fact i'll get a fruit pie from that tree over there he said i can eat that tree but i'm not eating the fruit pie off this tree Oh, but it's beautiful and pleasing to die. Yes, it's beautiful and pleasing. My father created that, but he told me to eat this one over here. It's just as good. Don't be confused. Have the mind of Christ. Don't be tricked. And number two, if the Lord, if the devil, the enemy tries to tell you you're going to be sick all your life. Oh, you're going to be sick. You know, you're going to be this and that. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to always have this problem. Maybe you have to deal with something. Paul had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what it was. Maybe it was an illness, diabetes. We don't, we don't know what it was. Bad eyesight, we don't know. But you can also not be defined by that. Isaiah 53, 5, you can declare by his stripes, I am healed. Do you think, well, how do you know that? Jewish boys, by time, by time they got to rabbinical study, they had the entire prophets memorized. That's crazy. So Jesus would have known this. By, by his stripes, I'm healed. We need to be able to declare that we're not going to let sickness define us. We're not going to let pain define us. Yes, there's times when we're debilitated by it, and we we have to ask God to help us, or we have to take a break. But I, but by your stripes, I'm going to be healed. And doesn't mean the pain goes away instantly. But by His stripes, you're going to be pressed through. You're going you're going to ultimately overcome this thing. You're going to have confidence in Him. 
if the thought comes to your mind that you won't be able to pay your bills, we're just about done here. It's going to be good. I think this is a good get, getting to be a good place to kind of wrap up. But if, if the thought comes, I'm not going to, we're not going to be able to pay our bills. Make the declaration that's written that my God will supply all your needs according to the riches in Christ's glory. And that's a challenge. You can face a real problem, really be a shortage. But then God's able to open up other paths and other places. You just got to get to where you can see them. And you got to get set aside and spend some time with God and let him open those doors up and let, let you see where that glory is going to come from. You know, I always face challenges. Leading a church, you, you just face moments and times. And, and, and I don't know always where the answers are going to come from. Sometimes you just got to sit down and wait on God and see what he's going to do. And just have expectation that my God is a God of glory and he has a cattle on a thousand hills. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Surely he can handle this problem. So let's just wait and see. No matter what the enemy tries to say to you, your answer when the enemy speaks to you should be, it is written. Followed by the appropriate promise of God's word. So church, I guess what I'm here to tell you on the doc listeners, I'm here to tell you, it is in and by the power of the word of God that you can submit yourself to God. I'll put James up here one more time, just seven. You can submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil and flee. But you've got to submit yourself to God. You've got to spend the time. You've got to spend the effort to do that and, uh, and, and take authority. When you declare what God's word is, you take authority. When I come back in our graduation service, remember graduation service, I want to kind of close training camp because we've had some great rules for training camp. And, and I think this is the greatest one. Keep it simple. Get in the basics and, and, and build your life on the headquarters, you know, build on the rock. And we've learned all those things. And we're going to sum all these up in the last graduation episode. And I'm going to show you what the power of taking authority is. But let me kind of give you this as a, a little bit of a summary before we come back in the next episode. To challenge the enemy with the word of God, to stand on what is written, would mean you have to know and practice what is written. The devil knows the difference between real and counterfeit. You have to know. And so I think that's going to be our challenge. That's what I'm saying to you out there is you have to know the Lord and you have to practice what is written and make it a part of your everyday thing so that the work you're doing now will prepare you for the ready now. When You'll be ready now when, it, when, the, when the real pressure comes when the floods rise and the winds beating you are already built on the rock and while everybody else is in the sand sinking you'll be on the rock saying things are pretty good here by the way would you guys like to come up here and begin to expand the rock by growing the church we are in a season where things are rough in our community and as we wrap this up and we take a few questions from our team here and, and just their comments we're in a time where if we would stand up for jesus then we might see the church once again take territory for Jesus. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bend their knees, they were embarrassed in front of everybody and brought to the front of an entire nation gathered. They were asked to do it again, and they told the king, don't even waste his time. Out of respect to him, they said, just go ahead and burn us up. We'll take the penalty. But it is written that we will only bow our knee to the Lord thy God. That's it. And we respect you. We appreciate you. We're not bound to you. Not happening. So just go ahead and chunk us in. We'd rather be in the fire 
than out of the will of God. That's, that's huge. We'd rather be in the fire dead than out of the will of God. That's resolution. In front of the entire country, they did it. All people were gathered. They held their ground. And then they threw them in the fire. And when they looked in the fire, they weren't alone. There were four in the fire. No smoke. No ev evidence of being burnt. And finally, the old king said, come on out of there, you three. And they came on out, not touched. And the king's faith declared that the Lord God of Israel was the true God. We can see turnaround in our society. If we learn how to resist the devil properly, he will flee. And we don't get that in the moment. We get that in the training camp. We get that because we're used to never bowing in our private life. So when it got public, they just did what they normally did. When Daniel got told that Anybody that bows to anything but the king will be thrown into the lion's den. He went home at his normal time, bowed exactly what he did and prayed to God. And the people that were trying to set him up knew exactly when to catch him and take the photo. No photos, but they, they took the photo, ran it back to the king. And the king hated it because he loved Daniel and he knew Daniel was a man of God. But the king had made an edict. And so he had to throw Daniel in the fire. The king stayed up all night worried, waiting to see if Daniel would survive. And when he called out to Daniel the next day, Daniel was in the lion's den with the lion's mouth shut by God's hand himself. You thought maybe the lion wasn't hungry, and then they threw the other guys in, and they ate them before they hit the ground. It wasn't the lion, but it was the lion of the tribe of Judah that held the lion's mouth shut. Yeah. We have got to have confidence to know that lion of the tribe of Judah is greater than the roaring lion of the devil every day of the week. And if we have confidence and we practice what is written, then we can keep it simple. But to keep it simple, you have to have some basic understanding and practice it. Okay. Isn't that amazing? It's not hard. People want to make faith real hard. They want to get into all the covenants. They want to get into all the details. And it, it's not that hard. Just every day, study a little bit, take on a little bit. And, and you, you, what's funny about it is the devil was defeated by three Deuteronomic messages. Jesus didn't even have to use other books of the Bible. Matter of fact, if you go read it, it's just like they're all the other three verses. You don't have to know the whole Bible to defeat it. You just have to know the word of God and know some good verses. Get those power verses down. Get, get a book that tells you the power verses of God and just start reading those and declaring those. Yeah. We ha we've had a good time with this. Anybody got any final input? We're ready to get home. It's supper time. And thank you, Don. I think you've done good. You got a one. You got one mark. Wow. That's we, pretty we good. tricked you into that because we got the wrong graphic up. You've done really good on this episode. Yay. And you're on camera. Oh, Yay, we, me. Well, okay, that was two. She forgot oh, to turn her mic on. She got two right there. We got her. We got her. We got her. She's she, so close. Her, so close. Her pride got her because she she celebrated before she turned her mic on. I had on. to push two buttons instead of one. You have yeah right. This is tougher than what the guys do in the booth because you're on and you're part. But you've done a fantastic job. A fantastic job. And, you, yeah. and then Lucas is going to add some new lower thirds in, and we'll have more shows coming. We'll be back in the next episode. Uh, Mother Beth, that was a good, good conversation, some good input from you today. Lucas was real quiet, but, but you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, Lucas is training, and he's training them, and he's standing on the KISS principle. It's simple. Keep it simple, stupid. 
focused. Or, keep it simple. He's focused. Yes, he's focused. We decided over here: God good, devil bad. Yes, God's so, good. That's good. Devil bad. That's I've heard that from another guy before too. God good, devil bad. That was uh, James Rowe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. God good, sin bad. Oh, <laughs> that was it. We brought him back from Mardi Gras. He was asked to give a testimony of what it was like to share the gospel. God good, sin bad. And he sat down. Very simple man. We'll be back in part seven for your training camp graduation day. Don't miss graduation day because you know at graduation day, you're always inspired with some key points to help all of this come together. You know, football is made up of uh, pig leather and strings and air and foam and stuff in the middle. What we're going to do is take everything you delivered to training camp. We're going to lace it up and get ready to go out and play the game and be the resistance. Building a stronger church is our goal. We're going to be back. Real soon to do that. Go to onthedoc.org, find out more about our shows and stuff. Go back and watch some of our past shows. Make sure you're caught up on this series for graduation day. Email us at info at onthedoc.org. And go watch us on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes, and any one of our other platforms if you prefer. But we like those three, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. We'd love to hear from you on your stuff here. Just share anything about the shows you'd like. Be nice. But you can be, we'll hear your stuff. Tell us about it. Hit subscribe, like, notify, and make comments. Share it with others. Talk other people into watching the show with us. We'd love that and we would love to have you download the my patreon app find on the doc with pastor troy and be one of our four tiered level sponsors our four tier level partners and we have three levels of sponsorship if you don't have a church home we'd love to have you at community faith church if you're in southern illinois find your way to us uh wednesday's at 6 30 we have a great daily walk class uh wednesday class we have kids stuff on wednesdays sunday's 10 o'clock we have full program on Sundays at 10. Check us out at coftv.com. You can watch our show online, watch the past services, both on Sundays and Wednesdays. We'd love to have you if you're in this area. If not, uh, find a good church in your area, get going to it. Love for you to reach out to us if you need us to help you find that church. Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Mother Beth, you did a great job today. Thanks. Donna, you only got two. We got you with one at the end right there. Lucas, you've done a fantastic job training her, and we have had a fantastic time. We'll see you back for graduation day. That's our next show back here on the dock. I'm Pastor Troy. We've enjoyed having you. We'll see you soon. Get out there and train yourself. We need you to help us be the resistance. God bless.